Well, good morning. Hey, I'd love to welcome everybody back. I always get excited about this time of year because you get so many that have been, hey, Brandon, I broke that in the first service if something was messed up. Okay, praise God. I stepped all over that thing first service. Um, but anyway, um, sorry. Anyway, um, but it's always good to get everybody back um, from traveling, from sickness. How many of you experienced the flu or strep or any of that stuff over the holidays? So many people. It's like every day I was getting another message of somebody being sick. Um, we had the conversation in my house and I'll kind of tell you um, another Cooperism that we talk about. If you don't know, Cooper's one of my 10-year-old twins and he is in a world of his own and he's happy there. Uh, but we were talking about strep throat. Um, this was, I think, last night or night before last. And Cooper goes, Daddy, I remember when I had strep throat and I went to the doctor. They gave me a shot in my butt. I don't know what they had to do with my throat. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. So that is, that's the world that we live in. That is Cooper. Um, so... I hope you're recording all of these because there will be a book published one day on behalf of Cooper. And he will be so mad at me when, when he hears that I've shared this because we still don't let him live the Reba McIntyre playlist down. He doesn't listen to Reba McIntyre anymore because we gave him such a hard time. But, um, but anyway, let's pray and then we'll go get started today. God, we thank you for this morning. And God, I am, I am so thankful Lord, that you have brought our family back together, God, that there's been so many gone with, with sicknesses and traveling. And, and so, God, but I pray as we take this first step today, God, of wanting you to do things in 2020, God, that just leave us scratching our head. God, I pray that today you would teach us what it's going to take for that to happen. And God, that is simply by us trusting you. And so, God, I pray today that we will leave with more faith than we have right now or maybe even a, just a better understanding of what faith is. So, God, be with us this morning. God, let us be obedient to your spirit. God, don't let us be married um, to a routine or a timeline, but, God, let us be married to the leading and the direction of your spirit and your voice as you speak. And so, God, we'll give you the praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, last week we started talking about no way and talking about what 2020 was going to look like. And, and our prayer was, is that we left here hoping that God is going to do things in 2020 that leave us saying there's number one, it started with no way that I will ever do that. No way can that happen. But then at the end of the day, we look back and we're saying there's no way that happened. There's no way that that happened only through the power of God did that happen, whatever that is. Um, so as we shared last week, we, the thing that I challenged you with, the thing that God challenged me with is what we've got to do to move in that direction for 2020 is we've got to leave our excuses behind. We've got to leave our excuses in the past. And as we looked at the nation of Israel last week and, and God had promised them the promised land, God had promised them Canaan. And we know that once they got up to the fringes of onto the land that God had promised them, then in chapter 13 of Numbers, that, that God gave them one more instruction, and that was to send over to the spies the very land that he had already promised. And so when the spies went into Canaan, they came back, and they said, you know what? This, this land is exactly what God has promised us. It's the land that flows with milk and honey. 
We've got the fruit in our hands to show that this is exactly what God said it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. They were celebrating the reward. They were celebrating what was in front of them. And then all of a sudden, the word came and they said, therefore, which translates, but. And so what we challenged you with last week is in 2020, is the first thing that we've got to do is get our butt out of the way. We've got to get the excuses out of the way. When we hear God's voice speak and when we hear God's voice leading us in a direction, the first thing the enemy's going to do is he's going to let us see all of the impossibilities. He's going to let us see all of the giants. He's going to let us see all of the difficult situations. But what he wants us to respond with is, God, all that sounds good. God, all that looks good. But I don't think there's any way this will happen. I don't think there's any way that we can pull this off. And so when we move forward into 2020, we, we've already discovered and established that we've got to leave our excuses behind. We've got to get our butts out of the way. But the one thing that we've got to have moving forward in 2020 is the one thing that God's word tells us that is impossible to please God without this. And so the thing that we're going to talk about today is the very thing that we have to have in order to please God. What does God's word tell us that it is impossible to please God without? What is that? Y'all failed that test. What? Faith. We've got to have faith. God's word tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so when we move into 2020, when we start following God in the direction that he calls us to go, the one thing that we've got to do is leave our excuses behind, but we've got to hold on to faith as we move forward. We've got to have faith as we move forward. And so before we really even unpack the word faith and, and what it looks like or maybe what it means, the first thing that I want us to do first is I want us to look at the difference between the word religion and the word faith. You know, religion is one of those words that really doesn't have a, a universal accepted definition because everybody kind of has their own definition for what they think religion means. But the one thing that I, help, I think that, that, that applies to all of us that I would best define the word religion is this. It's a regular activity that you perform around your belief a regular activity that you would perform around your belief. And if we were to ask you this morning to give us examples of different religions, we would go through a long list of religions. We would name Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Mormonism, Christianity. We would talk about all of these other religions, but at the end of the day, what a religion is, is an activity that is centered around a specific belief. But you see... Religion is a word that almost in the Christian world has almost taken on a, a negative definition, if you would. Taken on a negative identity. That a lot of times when we hear the word religion in this room, we think, oh, religion's bad. 
Religion is bad, but that's what I want us to understand this, this morning, that the problem with religion, the reason that religion is looked at as a, a bad word or that the definition of religion is not applicable to us is because so many times religion, the, the problem is, is they tend to focus more on the activity of the religion than the activity of the belief around the religion. That's when religion gets bad, is when we focus too much on the activity about the religion and don't focus on the belief of the religion. Now look, I'll go ahead and tell you, this morning, I have probably stressed more about this message than I have in a long time because it's such a difficult message to communicate. And it's gonna take you kind of getting on this journey and following with me through this so that we can better understand it. You're not gonna be able to process it all today because this is the second time I've shared it and I'm still processing it. So I would encourage you, write down, take notes and go home and ask the Lord to show you what, what this means, what faith is about, what religion is about. And so what I want us to do this morning is we're just gonna slowly walk through this. It's gonna be more of a, of a teaching than, than a, a preaching, if you would. I kinda of just want us to help us to all to understand and get a better perspective of what faith is all about. And so as we were talking about religion, the one thing that makes Christianity different from all other religions is this. Our religion, our Christian religion is activity, regular activity, produced by a relationship. All other religions are an activity performed to achieve a relationship. You follow me there already? Let's go ahead and say that one more time. That Christian religion is an activity produced by a relationship. And all other religions are activities performed to achieve a relationship. So Christian religion is produced by relationship. Other religions are performed for a relationship. You following me so far? Just say yes and make me feel better. You following me so far? Praise the lamb. I'm so glad you're following. But again, while we already identify the differences in Christian religion and all other religions, there's one word that changes everything. And it's the word we're gonna talk about this morning and that word is faith. That word is faith. So while we see the differences in activity and relationship that, that ours as a Christian religion, that our activity is based off of the relationship that we have with Christ. Other religions are based off the activity, hoping that they achieve a relationship with a God. But now when we look at the one more element of difference and that difference is faith, what we realize as Christian, as followers of Christ, that, that our relationship is birthed by faith. Our relationship with Jesus Christ, our relationship with God Almighty is placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So it all starts with faith. So here's what I want you to follow me. And this is the part I want you to write down because this gets a little chaotic. This gets a little um, lengthy, if you would, but, but follow me this and if you can, write it down. Our faith produces 
a relationship. Understanding this relationship should produce religion. And when we exercise religion, we are called to use faith. Let me say it one more time. Faith produces a relationship. Understanding this relationship should produce religion. And when we exercise religion, we are called to use faith. Because we remember that religion is a regular activity that is hinged off of our, our belief. And so from the Christian worldview, from our, from our Christian perspective, what we have to understand is religion is not bad. As followers of Christ, we should regularly be spending time in the word of God. We should regularly be spending time in fellowship with other believers. We should be doing this on a regular basis. People always say, well, a hog is religious, a pig is religious because they go to the certain feed troughs at certain days. What I love about that, that is the simplicity minded of a hog. Why do they go there? They know what the reward is. So us as believers, why are we not religious? Why are we not being religious? Because we know that once we spend time with God, we know how it goes. We know that there's reward. We know that there's peace. We know that there's direction. We know that there's freedom. So help me to show us that religion is not bad. Religion is not a word that we don't need to use. But Christianity, where it sets it apart from all other religions, it begins and it ends with faith. It begins and it ends with faith. So my burden for, for myself, for you as a church, for us as followers of Christ is to leave here today with just a little better understanding of what faith is all about what faith looks like. And right before we look at what faith is and what faith looks like, what I want us to do is very quickly talk about what faith is not. Because here's where it kind of goes sideways a little bit. There's a lot of places, there's a lot of teachings that are basically, for lack of better words, that they're teaching faith wrong. They're giving the wrong definition of faith. You see, so many times when we use that word faith, we kind of use it as, man, I'm stepping out on faith. And what we're trying to say is that I'm taking a leap into some darkness. I'm taking a leap into this, this abyss that I don't even, I have no clue what I'm really stepping out on. I have really no idea what I'm even doing or why I'm doing it, but I'm going to have faith that I'm just going to jump. This is a gamble. I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. And while there is some truth to that, that is not the truth. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But also where we have to be careful is to understand that we cannot reference faith as an emotion. We can't reference faith as an emotion. Because how many times have we heard people say, well, I had all the faith in the world that it would go this way but it didn't. Or I had all the faith in the world that it wouldn't go that way, 
but it did. And then we look back and we think, well, I must not have had enough faith. I must not have believed enough. I must not have, not have mustered up enough faith in order for that to be accomplished. But the reality is, is faith is not an emotion. And it leaves us saying, when we look at faith this way, we, when things don't turn out the way we planned, we say, well, I lost faith. I don't have faith. But the reality is, is you never had faith to begin with. You just had an emotion. So faith is not an emotion. Faith is not some secret power that we have to create our own future. And I know for some of us, that's hard to even understand, but faith is not a power that we have to make things turn out the way that we want them to. Faith is not always about understanding and having all the answers. So you're saying, oh my gosh, well, what is faith? You've told me what it's not. And, and I know that I go through seasons of my life that I forget that those things that I just told you that faith is not, a lot of times I'll, in my mind, go back to that and think, okay, well, that didn't happen. So I didn't believe enough or I didn't do this enough or I didn't do that enough. But you see, that's me putting my faith in my emotion. That's me putting faith in my plan. That's me putting faith in the way that I want things to go. And so this morning, I want us to look at some people in the Bible that lived by faith, that lived by faith. So it probably should come to no surprise, but I want you to flip to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, and many of you have heard this called for many years. This is the chapter of the heroes of the faith. These are people who continuously walked by faith. And so what we have to understand is the context of what the writer in Hebrews is trying to, to let the, his audience know. You see, what he's trying to let this audience know is we're led to believe that the majority of this audience was believers, that they have now found their new faith in Jesus Christ. They have now become followers of Jesus Christ. These are now Jewish people who have converted to Christianity. And so what, what he's trying to teach them here is what this whole faith thing is all about. Because up to this point, they've lived their life by trying to follow a set of rules, by trying to do this right, by trying to do that right, by basing everything off of their works. But now this newfound faith in Jesus Christ is saying, look, you don't have to worry about your works anymore. But now what you focus on is the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross for you that this is something he did. You no longer have to worry about what you do, but now you just focus on what he did. And so what we see is, this is exactly what he's having to teach. He's teaching them to become dependent upon his work. And so in Hebrews chapter 11, one, I want you to look at that right quick. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Some of your Bibles probably say the substance, but it says now faith is the assurance or the substance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. You see, this goes back to what we talked about just a few moments ago that makes Christianity or the Christian religion different from any other religion is this one word faith. You see, where Christianity, again, I know I'm gonna go backwards a little bit, but where Christianity differs 
This is an activity that is produced by the relationship. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is trying to tell them. He says, look, the reason that you're gonna do what you do now is because of the relationship you have through Jesus Christ. So we see that it's an activity produced by a relationship. And so that's what he's wanting them to understand is, look, you're not doing this trying to please some God, but you're doing this because you realize that that God sent his son and loves you enough so that you wouldn't have to do it. So it's a response to understanding that. It's a response to understanding what he did. But we see that it says that faith is the substance or the assurance. So what is that? When you look at that word substance or assurance, it's translated as something that has weight. Something that has weight, something that means something. And so what he's talking about here, he says, now faith is the substance. Well, you say, what is the substance? What, what, what can we place our faith in? What we're gonna read all through Hebrews chapter 11 is what they were placing their faith in was the very word of God. What God had spoken, this is what they stood on. What God was leading them to do, this is what they stood on. What God was speaking for them to do, this is what they stood on. They didn't stand on their emotion. They didn't stand on if everything was gonna go right. But when God spoke it, they did it. And this is what it means to, to have the assurance, not in the circumstances, but to have the assurance in what God is telling, what God is speaking. Now, my prayer is, is that in 2020, that, that when God speaks, when God leads us to do things, that we're going to do it because it's what God said. We're going to do it because we're trusting in God's voice. We're trusting in the direction that God is leading us. No matter how far-fetched it sounds, no matter how impossible it may be, but we're gonna step out on what God said. Not what Brian said, not what Jared said, not what this staff says, but we're gonna step out on what he says. We're gonna step out on what he says. So we see that all through chapter 11, they were stepping out on faith. They weren't stepping out onto the darkness. They weren't stepping out into something that they didn't trust, but they were stepping out on what God was leading them to do. And I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that when I take that step, when I take that leap of faith, I'm not stepping out onto something that I can't, yes, I not necessarily can see it, but I trust God enough that when I step out onto it, he's gonna sustain me. He's gonna give me the strength to continue. He's gonna continue to give me the power to follow him. But this is what God is gonna do. So this is not a stepping out into some darkness, into some unknown, but what we're actually stepping onto is the word of God. And this is the most solid foundation that anyone could ever step onto. It is the one thing that will never fail you. It's the one thing that will never leave us alone. So when we step out on faith, when we step out on the substance of God's word, the beautiful part of it, we win. We win even when we can't see it. And most of the time that victory is simply in our obedience. It's us stepping out on what we can't see and trusting him in that. But in Hebrews 10, 38, I love what, what the writer writes there. He, he quotes and he says, by, 
but my righteous shall live by faith. My righteous shall live by faith. And so the question I would ask myself, the question that I would ask you is, are we living by faith? Are we living by faith? Because what I want you to think about is that that faith in this term, in this context of that the righteous live by faith, what it's saying here is that this was their lifestyle. This was just what they did. Their lifestyle was a lifestyle of faith. But the problem is, is we've kind of put faith on just one single event. But remember that, that faith is not an event. Faith is a lifestyle. If I ask you as believers today, if you say, if I ask you the question, how many of you have faith in Christ? The majority, if not all of you would raise your hand because you can say, I trust Jesus Christ with my eternity. I have placed my faith in him. I am trusting Jesus Christ with my everlasting. I am trusting Jesus Christ that he has saved me. But remember church, faith is not an event. It's a lifestyle. So faith is not just taking place at salvation. But salvation is what prompts all of our activity as we live by faith. We're exercising our faith because it's the way that we live. It's the way that we walk. It's the way that we talk because faith is a lifestyle. It's not a one-time event. But sadly enough is there's so many people There's so many people that I've heard them pray a prayer. I have seen them raise their hand because we have somehow put faith in this one-time decision. And yes, it is a one-time decision to to follow Christ. It is a one-time decision to place your faith in Christ. But if we're walking by our faith, then that faith is going to be challenged to continue to grow as a follower of Christ. It's a lifestyle. It's not an event. But salvation is the launching pad into that faith. So for us Christians, I want to challenge you to be religious. You think, well, man, that religious. I don't want to just, I'm not talking about to go through the motions. I'm talking about, I think, and I want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself to regularly spend time with the Lord. You spend time in God's word. You spend time in prayer. You spend time with other believers. And the more we regularly spend time with him, the more religious we are, what we're going to find is the more we're going to be called to exercise our faith because God's gonna speak and God's gonna lead us. And it's gonna challenge us to step out on the very thing that we can't see. And that's what I love about the heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. I read through it several times and I know that I underlined in my Bible, I think 19 plus times, where I saw the phrase by faith or through faith. And I wrote down just a couple of those and and it just spoke to me that I want you to see what follows that phrase by faith. I'm not gonna read all the verses, just take some segments out of it, but it says, by faith, 
Noah prepared. By faith, Abel offered. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Sarah conceived. By faith, Jacob blessed. By faith, Moses left. By faith, they passed through. You see, what I hope you see about this group of people, this was their lifestyle. This was not a one-time event. What they did is when God spoke, because of their religion, because of them spending time with him, when God spoke, they did it. I want to be a church that when God speaks, we do it. I want to be a church that when the voice of God reigns in all of our hearts, when he unifies us all in one direction, that we're not like the Israelites, that when they reported back from Canaan, that we name all of the obstacles, that we name all of the problems, that we name all of the impossibilities. But what I want is for us to all have a heart of Caleb. And because God said it, we look at one another and say, by all means, we are going to do what God spoke. Because we win. Because we win. We're going to step out on this faith. But church, are we living this way? Are we stepping on to what God leads or what God says? Or are we only stepping out on what we can see? It's a lot easier just to step out on what you can see. A lot easier. It's a lot more comfortable. I had a conversation with someone after the first service and I didn't even mention the word comfortable and they just said that they've gone through a season of their life. It was their first time visiting here this morning and they said they're tired of being comfortable. They're ready for God to stretch them because they want to live by faith. You don't have to live by faith when we're comfortable. We don't have to live by faith when we can accomplish everything we think we can accomplish. I want to be a part of a movement of God that we see some things get accomplished that only God can do. But that's going to take us living by faith. It's going to take us getting uncomfortable. And as I shared last week, the three areas that I know that God is calling us to get uncomfortable with. And this is going to make some of you uncomfortable. But those three areas are groups, it's going, and it's giving. Those are the three things that I'm praying. Look, yes, I'm praying it for you, but I'm praying that God does it in my family. I want to be stretched by groups. I want to be stretched by going. And I want, oh, I need to be careful. I want God to stretch me by giving. I said that one really fast, so maybe he didn't hear that one. Y'all see how fleshly we are? Or I am, not we. I started to lump you into that one. But I want us to get to a place, church, where we're stepping out and having the confidence, not in the way that it's going to turn out, but having confidence in the one who told us to do it. So I'm praying that in 2020 that, that we're called to act on our faith. 
Is faith a lifestyle or was it an event? Is faith a lifestyle or is it an event? I love what Tony Evans said, and it's so simple. Faith is acting as if God is telling the truth. Pretty simple. Faith is acting as if God is telling the truth. Meaning that when God speaks into your heart, when God speaks into my life, and he leads me in a direction, I'm believing it as the truth, that this is what I have been asked, this is what I've been called to do. Because truthfully, when we look back at, in the book of Numbers, as we shared last week, as Israel stood on the, the verge of taking over the land that God had promised them, they reported back, the spies did, and they said, man, it looks great. But that doesn't sound like they were believing what God said was the truth. What that sounds like is they were calling God a liar. It sounds like they were saying, God, we, we get what you said, but there is no way. There's no way that that land is ours. There's no way that that land is ours. But Caleb, he took what God said as the truth. And he said, by all means, we go and do it because we win. We go and do it because we will be victorious. But here's what I think we a lot of times lose the perspective of. When God calls us to live out our faith, when we step onto the invisible, yes, when we see God bring us to fruition, when we see the, the promises of God come to be, when we see how awesome is it when we step out in a direction that people thought we were crazy in and then all of a sudden victory happens and, and we have to give glory to God. We have to give credit to God because we know that we didn't have the power to do it in our own strength. But what you gotta realize is moving in 2020, I, I'm not naive enough to believe that, that there's gonna be people in this room that when we do some things in 2020, you're gonna look at me, you're gonna look at one another and you're gonna go, that's never gonna work. There's no way. There's gonna be doubters. There's gonna be people that are scratching your head. But as long as I'm being obedient, as long as this team's being obedient, as long as you're being obedient, when we step out on that faith, and it happens, do you realize what is taking place? We've made an invisible God visible. When we step out on what we can't see, then all of a sudden when we step out on the very thing that we thought we would sink, that other people thought we would fail, and we stand victorious, what we're doing to a lost and a dying world is we are making God alive to them. Amen. And they're gonna look at that and say, I want some of that. I want to worship a God who's not going to let us fail. Now, that's not to say I stepped on that thing again. That's not to say that there's not going to be speed bumps in the way. That's not to say there's not going to be obstacles in the way. But church, that's why we need each other. 
is because in my obedience, guess what's gonna happen? I will fail. I will fall because I am a fleshly individual. I will be full of doubts. I will be full of uncertainties. But what I need you for is for you to grab me by the hand and say, Brian, just stay faithful. By all means, by all means, let's keep going because this is what God has told you to do. This is what God has told us to do. But the question is, church, are we living by faith? Are we living by faith? And what we're gonna do over the next several weeks is we're gonna look at all three of those areas, the, the groups, the going, and the giving. And we're gonna look and see what God's word says about that. We're gonna look at what God has already spoken about that. And where I'm gonna challenge you and where God is challenging me is to step out on what God has already spoken. Step out on this faith. I'm not asking you to somehow build up all of this faith. I'm not asking you to, to kind of get your emotions ready just to kind of build up the, the energy to kind of do all of that because Jesus says, look, if you'll just have faith of a mustard seed, you realize as he's saying, I just need you to trust me a little. I just need you to trust me a little. Because when you trust me a little, I'm gonna show you how big I am. And it's not based off of how much faith we had. It's not based off how much emotion we can build up, but it's simply by us having mustard seed faith. But the beauty of mustard seed faith is if we will take that small step of faith, take that little bitty step of faith, what happens to that seed of faith is it continues to grow. And now every time God speaks, we step with a new confidence. We step with a new strength, not in our own abilities, but because we've seen the word of God help us stand on a foundation. We've seen God's word play out. And it all started with a little bitty seed of faith. Not a big faith. Not having all the faith in the world. I was listening to a message this week. A guy was talking about this very thing and it's almost like we try to manipulate our minds to think that we can conjure up this much faith. And, my, and I'm sitting there going, how do I do I'm going to have more faith. Uh, and we almost like we're just going to pop a blood vessel trying to have more faith. I'm going to, I'm going to believe more. I'm going to, no, just a little. Just trust him. Just trust him. Some of you are here this morning and you don't even realize it, but you've stepped out on faith today. Maybe you're looking for a church home. And several weeks back, I had a Sunday off and I, and I went to another church. And I'll be honest, that's the most awkward thing I've ever had to do. It is uncomfortable. It is awkward. So if you're here this morning for the first time, I wanna say thank you for stepping out on faith. Because for some reason, God has you here today. 
But you see, I'm sure that you didn't pull in here on two wheels because you were so excited about living by faith. You probably pulled in and you got up in that parking lot and you thought, you know what? Nobody knows I'm here. I can back out and I'm going back to the house. Nobody will ever know. But you had a little bit of faith. Just a little bit. And so church this morning, here's how we're going to end today. I want God to lead us in a direction in 2020 that we have to have faith. That we have to have it. But the only way that we're going to put ourselves in a position to step out on faith is we're going to have to get religious. We're going to have to practice religion, meaning spending time with the Lord, spending time in his word, spending time in prayer, spending time with each other. It's going to have to be a regular activity for us if we want God to speak as clearly as we know he can. But are we willing to live by faith? Are we willing to get religious? Are we willing to do regular activities? But remember, that's the beautiful part of Christianity. That our regular activities are because of the relationship we already have. They're not to achieve a relationship. And the more religious we are, the more we're going to be called to live out our faith because God's speaking. I shared a little bit of my story last week when God called me to go back to school to be a PE teacher and a coach. <laughs> no. No way. But through miracles, through stepping out on faith, that was all part of the journey of God leading us here. You say, well, what in the world does a PE teacher have to do with being a pastor? I can share the details with you later. I did not want to be in South Hall County. No offense. But I was a North Hall boy. I mean, you don't leave North Hall. You stay there. Thank God I'm not there no more. Praise the Lord. I love South Hall. But can I tell you, I was scared to death. I was scared to death. I didn't know why God had opened the door for us in South Hall. but it was within my first few weeks of being here. You see God go full circle. And I'm standing in the lobby and I'm shaking hands with people that I don't have a clue who you are. But then I see kids say, Coach Hall, here's my mom and my dad. Coach Hall, Here's my brother or sister you taught. Coach Hall. And I went home that day saying, okay, 
God, that's what you were doing 15 years ago. I didn't understand it. I fought it tooth and nail. God, you honored that little bit of faith even when I didn't want to do it. And so here's how we're gonna respond this morning, church. I'm gonna ask you to have faith. But as I've shared so many times that prayer is not the preparation for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. So the way that Chestnut Mountain Church is gonna begin 2020 or 20 and 20 or 20, all that list Jared said that really confused me. But how we're gonna start 2020, we're gonna pray. And so, you know, this is that routine part, you know, where I bow my head and I pray. And then I say, okay, stand to your feet. Now you be obedient. Let's just be obedient without all the routine. 